Well, good morning. It's Mondays with Mike and Mary. I'm Mike. And I'm Mary. Hi, everyone. Have you ever wondered why we call this Mondays with Mike and Mary? No, I haven't wondered that. Well, aside from the fact that it's alliterative, <laughs> uh, we hope you start your week with us. <laughs> that Monday morning, the first thing you do once you're prepared to work is get a little bit inspired from these podcasts and let it direct you. At least that's our hope. So welcome to episode 92, believe it or not. Are you making like notches somewhere? How do you even know that? Well, because I have to keep track of things like oh, this. Oh, you do. You that's do. my job. Yeah, it's yeah. not mine, that's for sure. Well, we love doing these podcasts because it gives us a chance to reflect back on our most recent coaching calls and pick some highlights for you, a parade of techniques and ask the experts that we think will help you. So we'll start with parade of techniques. Oh, I get to start? You Ooh, betcha. I've got a really, 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 really good one. So check this out, y'all. Uh, the name of the company is RoofMax. That's spelled like roof, like R-O-O-F, you know, like a roof. I don't know, depending on <laughs> where you the live. The top of the house. The top of the house, yes. And the second part of the word is Max, M-A-X-X. So Roof Max, and um, this is a nationwide company that does like a seal coat, um, a, a clear seal product that goes over the top of a roof that can extend the life of the roof by about five years. Wow. You can apply it up to three times, and what it does is it causes the shingles these, of course, this probably would not work on clay tile, right? But it causes the shingles to sort of come back to life. It hydrates them so they are less likely to be called by an appraisal because they're on the edge. Um, and the cost for this is somewhere in the neighborhood of $2,000. Now, obviously, it's going to you know depend on the square footage or whatever. But if you could do that, maybe a seller who's looking at, oh, my gosh, are they going to call a roof that's going to cost me $15,000 to replace – this might be a product you could use in lieu of that prior to mm -hmm. even putting the house on the market. So hopefully this solves some problems. Uh, this avoids some headache, heartache, and loss of funds for you. And check it out. RoofMax. Nice alternative. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, my parade of techniques came out of an Ask the Experts question. Oh, I love when that happens. So a couple of good dialogues came out of this, so I'm going to repeat them as techniques. Okay. Because the, the question was about how to compete with a commission cutter. Ooh. Because we got lots of them out there. We do indeed. Yeah. Dougie Discount. Let's sign him up for a Floyd Wickman program. Did that come up? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, somebody said, well, if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. And I've always liked that, but it's kind of a put down. Yeah. You know, so yeah. instead of, you see, you don't have to knock the competition to knock them out. Or knock the seller who wants to save money, because right. who could blame them? The first was a variation on the, gee, I don't know, I haven't seen your house yet, which was, I can't negotiate my commission until I know what we're working with. Which is brilliant. Yeah. It's just the old set-it-aside technique. Oh, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Psychologically, it's the set-it-aside technique. Yeah. That's beautiful. But the other phrase I really loved, and this way I wrote it down and I'm sharing it today, is nothing cheap is good and nothing good is cheap. Ooh. Which I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have 
art parade of techniques, and now we're going to ask, ask the, the experts. experts. All right, I have a student who's showing houses to a buyer, and in the last one week, he did a sit down, a sito, um, then took this guy out. They looked at twelve properties. They wrote two offers. <clears throat> both of them were low. Both of them, they were competing with someone else, and both of them he lost. He is not distraught. The buyer, that is. The uh -huh. agent is distraught. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. The buyer's but, ready to keep going. Well, sure. Okay. And, and the buyer's not taking his advice, right? Like, he wants to get this really, really good deal, and our agent is saying, well, usually after you've lost a couple, you realize that's not how it works. we got to be competitive. So he's coming in, like, way, way under, but he's looking at brand new newly listed on the market properties so here's our student who comes to us comes to us and says okay what do i do to get this guy into an offer that's going to go through i chose this today folks because i bet this is pretty common i bet out there in listening land there are all kinds of people that are battling this same kind of thing buyers so, not willing to take our advice yeah, yeah okay so you know, here's here's something you could say. Um, usually when people have lost two properties, they begin to listen to me. Mm -hmm. So if you weren't listening before, usually the loss of two causes you as a buyer to listen. So are you deaf? So I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> okay, here's one. No more showings until we get realistic. Ooh. So sorry. I'm not ready to show you any properties. Colonel Bowie drawing a line in the yeah, sand yep, at yep. the Alamo. I'm, yeah. I'm giving you the advice, the best advice yeah. that that uh, that this this gentleman was given during his ask the experts call. Okay, list to sale price ratio. Here's the list to sale price ratio that we wrote on our two offers. Here's what's really going on. And two ways you could look at that number. One is list to sale price ratio in the entire area. Uh, 99.1%. And one would be specifically the other properties that are, let's pretend, three-bedroom ranch in the Happy Hollow subdivision. What's their list to sale price ratio? Because with multiple offers, you might find it's 103%. Right. And here's a, a buyer coming in less than 90%. Hello. All right. And then I love this one. Are you looking for a good house? Or are you looking for a steal? Isn't that a great little question? You're looking for a good house or are you looking for a steal? And that came out of the, well, so you like this house enough to write an offer, but you really don't care if you got it, got it or not, you know? So anyway, I thought that might help somebody out there in listening land. Michael, ask the experts, you got one? Yes. And uh, it's, uh, it was occasioned by looking out the window this morning and seeing snow. It isn't even Halloween yet. You're not really even supposed to use that four-letter word <laughs> in October. I know. Isn't this weird? And here's the question. I'm being asked, should we list now or wait until after the holidays? Oh, already? God, yeah, we're well, like a month early. It's already coming up. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, when does... When does the Halloween candy come out in the stores? Oh, it's August. <laughs> yeah, right. Back to school stuff comes out when? In July. May. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so we're jumping the gun. But it's best to be prepared for this. And the first thing was, well, at least they're asking you 
for your opinion, your advice, your direction, instead of saying, well, we're going to wait till after the holidays. Mm -hmm. They're saying, should we mm -hmm. wait till after the holidays? And the real question was, how do I handle this when I get it now, when it's so early? And you're going to have to handle it later anyway, when we get closer to the holidays. So what do you do? Do you tell them, list now? Or do you tell them, let's wait till after the holidays. Let's do it the way you want to do it. Here we go. Instead of buyers not taking our advice, now we've got sellers not taking oh, our advice. Oh, would they just listen to us, please? I think there's a theme going uh -huh. on here. Well, here's some suggestions, some advice, some direction from the board of directors. Okay. Well, let's get a jump on the marketing so that we're prepared to hit the market January 1st as opposed to preparing January 1st. So that's one way to answer that. The better way is, you know what? People are actually buying now. Did you know that? People are buying now. And now the inventory is low. Guess who else is going to wait till January? Everyone. That's right. And <laughs> what happens when you try to do it when everybody else is doing it? You get lost in the shuffle. That's right. You know what else? We know what the market is now. We know what interest rates are now. We know what it's like to negotiate in this climate. We know what's going on now. What are we going to know come January? I don't know. What's it going to be like? Who knows? And there's no reason to wait. Holiday buyers, holiday shoppers are only out because they have to buy. They're serious. Yeah. The rest of the people, the lookers, they're not out during the holidays. I love this one. Right now, we understand that during the holidays, we need to be more sensitive to scheduling showings. You're busy. You have company. You're decorating the house. Okay, we'll be sensitive to that. We'll accommodate you. But you know what? If you wait till after the holidays... We can't accommodate you. If you get a call, <laughs> you've got to show the unlocked. house. You betcha. <laughs> and this is the, the phrase that I like the most. Every day you're off the market. You're missing out on opportunity. So you're suggesting we be off the market for another 12 weeks? What are all the opportunities you could be missing there? You know? And the real key question is, well, when do you want to move? If there's no time factor or urgency factor about when they want to move, I don't know. It'd be hard to talk people into coming on the market now instead of waiting till after. But if there is some kind of when they want to move clear, then you can show them by waiting till then, you're going to jeopardize your plans to move. Well, all of that is very lovely, Michael, but excuse me. But? We, yes, but, we have two hot buttons that solve that. Of course. Yeah, timing analysis and financial risk analysis. And if you out there in the audience haven't mastered both of those, you're missing out. You know, I noticed that about 50% of those items that you spoke of at the beginning were are on the financial risk analysis. There's yeah. lost in the shuffle. There's the rates might go up. There's... All of that. I mean, in fact, I was going to add this. 
last week in one of my classes, a live human being took the financial risk analysis to the listing appointment. They told her on the phone, we're going to list in April and we'll list with you. And she used that financial risk analysis and came into class with a listing. <laughs> like this stuff works. So yeah. thank you for all that. And let's not forget the brilliance of Floyd Wickman and the tools he's created. And ask yourself, have I mastered those? And what do I have to do to use those tools to build my listing inventory now? And don't forget about that other tool we created years ago and have still using called the Holiday Marketing Opportunity or the Holiday Handlers. Because this comes up um, every year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Every year. Hope to see you at Business Breakthrough, everyone. 